LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome to Ask Me Anything. Uh, I'm Matt Love, I'm here with J.D. Greer, and uh, J.D., we got a question today. Again, we're back, we kind of alternate. We alternate back and forth, easy, hard, easy, hard. This is a little bit more in the difficult category. So, J.D., what is original sin? Mm. And then, because we kind of know a little bit about it, how is it fair? How is that fair? <laughs> you know, I don't know if I've ever said this, so correct me if I have, okay. but I think this, for me, might be the most difficult apologetic question to, to, to really answer because I feel like you got to dip a little bit too much into mystery. I don't know because on the surface it almost feels unfair, right? Uh, because you, you know, my, um, basically the idea is that when Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, the curse of his sin was passed on to all of us. And so we are born sinners. It's not like each of us has a moment at, you know, 10 years old where we really can go to the right or to the left and, yeah. and, 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 and a small portion of humanity has become righteous. I mean, there's, we're all born sin and we can't, you know, the way it often gets said is we're not, um, we don't, we're not sinners because we sin. We sin because we're sinners. So, you know, it's like, well, I didn't choose that. In fact, my daughter said that to me the other night. I, I wasn't there when I was in high school. One of my best friends used to say, um, when we really kind of were starting to learn this, he was like, man, when I get to heaven, I'm just going to kick Adam's tail. Like, what was he? So it just seems fair. Like, I mean, and, and, and especially when you think about it, that it's, I mean, you think about really the the implications that came upon the human race as a result of this sin. So this is confusing and it is challenging, but he, here's the basic idea. Theologians use different terms. I'm going to focus on the word federal. Uh, and what it meant was that, that Adam was making a choice for all of us, but it wasn't that it was just like he was a random representative picked, and if I'd have been there, I'd have chose something differently so that if it was J.D. and Eve, then the story would have turned out otherwise. Basically, and there's a little mystery here, but Scripture presents it as I was making that choice in Adam. I was in Adam when he was doing that. We all decided together. And so the fact that I now am born as a sinner is a result of that choice that I made together in Adam. You may feel like, well, it's unfair. I wasn't there in the Garden of Eden. But let's just say that in God's understanding, he knew that in that situation, you would make exactly the same choice and that you had been the one in the garden saying, no, God, I refuse to submit to you. I refuse to, um, to, to do it your way. Well, in a sense, if we had that kind of brazen defiance of God, then all the curses that came from sin and even hell itself is something that we deserve. Um, I wasn't just born as an innocent spectator who didn't ask to be born when I came into the world. Um, I was, in a, in a spiritual, mysterious sense, I was already present in Adam when Adam defied God. And so I came in born into that sin. And in case I'm tempted to object, uh, there comes a point in my life where I ratify that decision where I said, I'm going to choose to rebel like Adam rebelled. I can look at my life of clear times that I knew what was right and chose to do the opposite. So when Paul says in Romans 5, um, as in Adam, all die because all have sinned. That, the, the way he says it has always been really, really mysterious and intriguing to me. We all died in Adam because we all sinned right there. Meaning that when Adam sinned, I sinned. It was like my sin. It was, it was not he sinned for me. It's that I sinned in him. And for that reason, I'm, I'm born spiritually dead. So it is true. We're not sinners because we sin. We sin because we're sinners. But the reason that we're sinners is because we chose 
to sin in Adam. And his choice was our choice. That's, that's what federal headship is pointing to. You know, I don't know if you've ever thought through the implications, but, you know, the first Adam took the fruit of a forbidden tree and, and brought cursing upon man. The second Adam would be crucified on a tree and by his obedience would actually bring new life to, um, to everybody. And so there's a good news aspect of it too, but, but it's still difficult. So I think you, you kind of touched on a little bit there, but I think one, one element of this is, and I guess I would just ask you like, so why would you say this is important? It's because there is a sense in which it's like, well, we all know that we are, that we do sin. And so in some sense, it's like, okay, well, we definitely know we're all sinners. Why is this aspect of that an important thing, would you say, for Christians to think about and to, to believe? Well, one is its explanatory power. Uh, you know, Reinhold Niebuhr used to say that, um, that original sin is the only Christian doctrine that is empirically verifiable, hmm. meaning you can just look out, whether you're looking at your, the, the, your kid, my kids, you know, born beautiful and nearly perfect, it seemed like. Nobody taught them how to sin. Nobody had to send them to sin camp. You know, they didn't get a, we didn't go to, go to school to learn how to sin. It just came naturally to them. But that actually helps in understanding why education is not the answer, why it's, it's, you really have to have something that God alone from heaven can give. You know, the, the Calvinists call it total depravity, uh, just meaning that there's really no way that you can ever choose what's right. Martin Luther talked about the bondage of the will, that it's that we don't want to. Um, inherently, instinctively, because we've fallen into sin, um, we don't want to choose what's right until God gives us a new heart. So it teaches us to think about salvation, right? It also shows the distinctiveness, Matt, of the Christian message versus other um, religious claims. Every religion has to deal with the problem of evil in the world. Why is it here? Where did it come from? Yeah. And a lot of young believers I've found are, are uneasy when they're confronted with that. But what they, they, they fail to see is that is that really it's only the doctrine of original sin that explains that, why all people at all times, why is it that humanity, every chapter of humanity's life has been has been bad. It, it teaches you not just humility in yourself. It teaches you to have a wise understanding about how you approach people and what the and how the only answers are in the gospel. So I would say that it's, you know, for all those reasons, it's, it's an important doctrine to understand because if you don't get that one right, you'll get a lot of other things in Christianity wrong. Some of the worst heresies in Christianity, uh, Pelagianism, is basically this idea that man's born, you know, good until he's corrupted by his environment. Um, well, you know, that means you correct his environment, you can correct him, and that, that does away with the need for, for Christ's death on the cross, which had to happen. He had to be resurrected from the dead because we were, we were totally dead in our sin and only Christ could make us alive. I heard this one time, Matt, you know, a lot of times we present salvation like, um, you know, we're drowning in our sin and our despair and, and, you know, along by comes a church or a preacher with a life raft and we call out, save me. And he, you know, he throws it out. If you want to receive it, you can, you know, and that's whatever, you know, the problem with that is that's the biblical picture of salvation is that you were face down in the water with no pulse and no breath. Jesus pulled you out and breathe new life into you. And that leads you to humility about your own lostness and gratefulness to God for uh, what he did. That's good. Well, thanks, JD. And uh, if you guys enjoy this podcast um, or any of the podcasts that we've done, we would just love if you would give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Um, Those reviews just help other people see and get access to this stuff. And if you really enjoy it, I assume that people you know will enjoy it as well. And also, we've talked about one of these, I think, already, but Pastor JD, you've actually 
released two new books very recently. So one is What Are You Going to Do With Your Life? Which is just a book about how to view your life from the perspective of eternity and start making decisions now that you'll be glad you made later. And I, I think a book for anybody that's thinking through those things. And then, J.D., you also have a new book, Searching for Christmas. What if there's more to the story than you thought? Do you have any thoughts on that? Just you want to share a quick uh, little yeah, overview that, about that? that? I mean, basically, I wrote that as a short evangelistic book um, that you could give to somebody mm-hmm. that you were trying to reach out to, especially right now when we're what a COVID Christmas miracle <laughs> yeah. here. You know, a lot of the normal uh, Christmas Eve services, you may not be able to invite somebody to, but if you'll think it's, it's a quick little read, it's short, it's accessible, hopefully um, humorous in the right places. <laughs> but I start with the questions that that we yearn to have long that find expression at Christmas. And I just try to show that, that these things that make Christmas special to us are deep yearnings in the human heart that God answered through the first coming of Christ. And I hope it would lead somebody to... Um, not just fruitful conversation with you, but hopefully to, to put in faith in Christ. That's really good. Well, JD, I know a lot of your sermons around Christmas time are some of my favorite, and, and I know really good for that as well. So I'm sure this book will be good as well. And you can learn more about both of those resources at jdgreer.com. And we will see you next time on Ask Me Anything.